Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Hope everybody's doing well. This is Josiah Igano with the All Things Performance Podcast. I'm joined here with my good friend, Derek Devine. D, how you doing, man? Good. How we feeling? Doing great, man. Doing great. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about these topics today in the world of sport and otherwise. So uh, we got we got a, we got a nice little, you know, menu this this afternoon. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Do we ever. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got the Carmelo Anthony deal, Tom Brady retirement, or did he? Um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Sean Payton. Uh, some of these thoughts on the NFL playoff games. Have mercy. Uh, and a little, little funny, little, little funny story here at the end, man. What, what do you think about that lineup, man? Uh, we got some laughs coming, brother. Oh, uh, I think we got some laughs and a whole lot more. So, um, so w- I wanted to to open it up real quick. Uh, with a heavier topic, maybe a misunderstood topic, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes. So Chris Haynes reported this, you know, uh, a few days back, and it was it hit the it hit the the sports world by storm, right? So you have the Lakers and the Sixers, good old rivalry. And he tweeted, he says, Sixers fan that was ejected for taunting Los Angeles Laker star Carmelo Anthony kept calling him a boy. And yelling, get in the corner, boy, and keep shooting, boy, league sources tell Yahoo Sports. So for those of you who are not familiar with the situation, uh, Lakers are playing the Sixers and Carmelo Anthony, who um, by all accounts is very well respected in the NBA. He has a very cool, calm, and collected demeanor, uh, starts to approach this fan who's calling him a boy. And many people um, may not understand the ramifications and the underlying tones of that word in that scenario. So I'm going to lay that foundation. Derek, yes, what were, please. Derek, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this from your seat, for your, from your perspective? And then I'm going to kind of lay some of the, uh, the groundwork. Uh, my initial thoughts are the NFL, the uh, NBA better uh, come down on this uh, hard. The, you know, this is uh this type of stuff is just disgusting, you know, and it's like, uh, and, and I think it's really unique for, for you to hit on this and for you to, to really, uh, give a background. Cause I do think there's also a lack of education in this. Uh, if everything was said in the context of the, uh, uh, you know, if everything is kept in context from these stories, right. Um, I don't think that this guy had a lack of education in that. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know what I mean? And, um, guys like that, it's just, you, you should no longer be allowed, uh, in, in the building to do things like that. You know, you got, you got these gentlemen who are some of the best athletes on the planet, um, put on a show and they should be respected for that. And, and I, I liked it too, because Carmelo said, you know, Hey, I'm all for playful banner. I'm all for talking smack yeah. and cheering for your team and even going back and forth with the fans. I'm all, I'm all for that. But I think Carmelo hit it hit it uh, out of the park when him you know when when he said you know this is just this is completely across the line yeah and it's just uh, 
and it's just just disgusting. And 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 there needs to be. I really feel that the NBA, uh, from a player's perspective, needs to see protection from their league in in a scenario like this. Yeah, no. But, so that's my viewpoint. Yeah, no doubt. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, when you start looking at some people may be listening to this. And once again, we're talking about the Carmelo Anthony incident that happened a few days ago where uh, a fan was continually taunting him using the word boy. Now, when you start looking at the the, the civil rights movement, right, many people fail to realize that this was this was less than 70 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the 60s here, 55, 56, you know, 57 years ago. You know, when you start looking at some of the the groundswell that was happening and that word boy has uh, it has racist undertones. Let's be blunt. Let's be straightforward. Let's get right to mm-hmm. the, let's get right to the, the meat and potatoes here. Um, that word, uh, when you start looking at the history of racism within this country, was used by racist individuals who did not qualify. Neither did they accept black people as being on the same footing as white people. So not only do we not consider you a man, you are less than and you are a boy. You are less than. And so as Mike Wilbon uh, so beautifully put it, those individuals who have that nature um, in them, they are not going to say the N-word because they know what comes with that. So when you start going down the line, there are certain words that have been traditionally used that have discriminatory and racist undertones. And I'm not going to get into the racist handbook here, you know what I'm saying, or what those words are because this is not the show for that. But the, for those individuals who are listening to this calling a black man a boy is unacceptable it's unacceptable and it has a a history with it and the last thing i'll say derek is this it is not okay to talk about racism without talking about history for the two go hand in hand right Mm -hmm. history and the culture of racism and the things that are birthed because of racism you have to talk about history as well because in doing, if, if you exclude one in favor of the other, you do not have a complete story. And so uh, to your point, I do believe that that fan was uh, banned indefinitely. I think he, he was banned. Uh, I think Carmelo was, you know, shout out to him. I mean, he was above reproach in the whole thing. Even when he went after him, he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't wild with, yeah, with, with it didn't anything. turn into it didn't turn into that like Ron Artest and yeah you know like and, into the stands yeah when when honestly it's like that's the type of stuff you not that you warrant violence but it's like you know Camarillo did say it's like if you said that to me on the street it's a completely different scenario for sure for sure and there have been and, many and, and that's and that's why I feel like the NBA I mean it's like they have to step in and I yeah. and the and the Sixers you know uh, association. They need to step in too because there's been numerous kind of little things like this with with kind of like their fan base, and you know I mean when I just in Philadelphia in general, yeah, you know there's always like a uh, and it's and I just I think that they need to come strong with stuff like this because in a way it's like how is Carmelo Anthony supposed to protect himself in something like that? Yeah, yeah, this and is and that's it's like a powerless situation and that's not right and that's why I just. I'm not saying the NBA hasn't. I just think they need to come down hard on stuff like this. Yeah, there has to be a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's 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 zero tolerance, man. If you come into the game to do that nonsense, man, stay at home, bro. Yeah, it it like, has stay to at be home. a one. It has to be a one and done. Yeah. You don't get two chances. Yeah, no, it's just one and done. Yeah. No, you said what? Okay, we're out of here. 
yeah, you know, no doubt. it's gotta be. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. So just understanding the context and the history behind that word is, is, is something that's very important. So, uh, as we, as we keep going and I, and I'm thankful that, um, he has been banned indefinitely. So when you start looking at the sports landscape, pretty big news, uh, recently about one, you know, Tom Brady. Now, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and call this man the GOAT. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm a Steelers fan, true and true, tried and true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he kicked our butt in several instances. You know what I'm saying? And there's still, you know, some questionable asterisk type Super Bowls that he won. And I know all the Patriots fans are out there hating on me. You know what I'm saying? Spy gate, deflate gate, tuck rule. That's three just to name a few. But the man supposedly retired or did he, man? What, what do you got on, on Tom Brady, man? Well, it's. Man, it's tough because he's. I mean, I I could be wrong, but I believe he led the league in passing this year. Dude, I w- I wouldn't be surprised, man. And it's like I think I heard that he led the league in passing. I mean, I mean, I, I I'm not the statistical guru, but it's just kind of like you got to give this guy incredible kind of props, man, for just what he's continuously done and. I mean, that's kind of maybe it's a topic for a different podcast we need to jump into because everybody's like, he's 44. How does he do it? And, you know, we have our opinions on that, <laughs> um, you know, it's, you know, because we di- we just we're going to have to hit on that. No doubt. Either way, I think I think that Tom Brady is an exceptional talent. No doubt. Man. That has invested in all of the right areas within himself. Yes. You know, I'm not talking money wise. I'm just talking within himself to, to prepare himself to do those things. And it's tough, man, because there's, again, this is kind of some of these topics, like we talked about, you know, uh, Antonio Brown, right. There's all these other, you know, things that come into play when a decision's made or when an event happens. And like with Tom Brady, it's like, well, you know, there's the wife and the kids and the family and, where is he at mentally? Is he just tired of it all? You just don't even know. But, uh, you know, I think it's – I would think it would be tough when you're still leading the league in so many areas. And, you know, his game's not dropping off. He's playing great football. Oh, my goodness, man. Hey. Why not Why not come back? And that's why I would feel like that would be the tug. Again, don't know him, know nothing of his personal life whatsoever, but I think that would be so hard – when you're still playing at such a high level to say, all right, we'll see you later. Yeah. And you're yeah, like once, yeah. You know, and you're, and you're right in Super Bowl contention again. And they got, they got such a good defense down there. Great offensive pieces. It's like, dude, yeah, why, why go? I, I don't think the, my, I don't think, I don't think Tom Brady's done yet. And this is the thing. No, and, I don't and, and, and for me, for me personally, like I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm messing around. We're joking here, but the dude is, is nails, right? The, the story, oh, the, the seventh round pick, the I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. You know, the, there's a story of him going into, I think it was the counselors or the sports psychologist's office and when he was in Michigan and, and you know, telling him his dreams. And, like, I, there's, there's all these backstories that as we start to hear more about them, it makes us respect him more. It makes me respect yeah. him more. You know, um, what he's doing is unparalleled. He, it's it's unparalleled, man. What he's doing, and everyone respects him, including myself. Um, regardless of you know how they came about the Super Bowls, whatever. But everybody respects the guy. Um, it's funny that every you know there's a there's a 
everyone is 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 writing for lack of a better term his obituary but there's still that hey no we didn't i didn't make a an announcement there's no announcement yet you know what i'm saying like i haven't made any announcement and yeah. when he retires, it's going to change the landscape of the NFL. It's just, it, it just is. And so it leads us to our next point of Aaron Rodgers, right? So yeah. I got a stat for you. So this is the first time, according to, I believe, SportsCenter, this is the first time in 12 years that the conference title game, right, both in the AFC and the NFC, did not feature feature either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. What do you got on that? Jeez always, man. That's, I mean, that's 12 years, that's crazy, 12 that's years. Crazy. I mean, <clears throat> the only thing that I would say about Tom Brady is I don't think he's leaving due to physical aspects. If he's done, I would say it was for, it would be for other stuff. Yeah. You know, but I mean, and then you look at Aaron, you know, there's just, there's so many stories and again, you just don't know, but there's, there are so many issues. There's always been kind of like the stat of, you know, they haven't they haven't done what people think they should do in within their first round draft picks as far as skill positions for Aaron Rodgers. And they haven't you know, they have I think they said that they haven't drafted a skill position in the first round since Aaron Rodgers has been there. That's crazy, man. And and look at all the success, but then look at all the disappointment too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and so, and obviously there's just been things back and forth with him in green Bay. And you just, you just sense like, I don't think he's done playing. Who now, who are you talking done, about specifically now? Rogers. You're talking about Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. I, Aaron. Yeah. You can't, I, I, I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go back, man. If you're Aaron, I'm not speaking yeah. for him outside of looking in here. I feel like he needs to go somewhere else. Well, and again, you talk about another guy that's like MVP status. No doubt. It's not like his game's dropping off, you know, and I just, I don't think he's going to be in Green Bay next year. Hey, I, so you're you're a former quarterback. You played the position. You speak the language. When you start looking at the, the pocket passers, right, the the old school pocket passers that are still yeah. that are still in the league, you know, like the Bradys and the Rodgers and, you know, the Matt Ryans and, and whatnot, like who do you think right now, if, this is off script here, top three in terms of arm talent, who do you got right now? Your opinion. I don't think anybody throws the ball better than Aaron Rodgers. So he's number one. I mean, like, I don't even think I don't even think it's close with his ability and then his ability to throw off balance. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think Patrick Mahomes is like, I think Patrick Mahomes is special, too. Like, I think he's really good with his arm angles and what he does. I just I still feel Aaron Rodgers, just little things here and there. He's he's wow. Yeah, from from an arm talents perspective, uh, he just the accuracy, the ball placement. Uh, I I just I think he's just uh, I think he's just a notch above everyone. Yeah, who's you two, know, who's two uh, and three? Who's two and three for you? So you got you got uh, a Aaron. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Number one. <laughs> who's two and three? Yeah. Who's two and three for you? Oh, man. I mean, you got the. You, it's, it's you, you got. You got. You got. Put, it's hard not to put Pat, Patrick Mahomes in there. Yeah. Because I, I I love how he throws the ball very well on the move, and he he uh, distorts his arm in so many different angles to throw. And I, I just I, I would have to put him in top three. He's like he's. It's funny, man. He he's like Marino. 
you got a little war you got a little bernie kozar a little bernie in them you know yeah. what i'm saying side a sidearm yeah. you know what i'm saying and then yeah it's just, like and he's found he's found a way to extend a play but still get the ball to his playmakers yep you know he's not trying to do too much you know and so who's I mean, three who's three Derek? you got number one is a ron you got mahomes man, number that's two a tough get, that's a tough gig because i think it got really quiet over there in seattle this year you know they're only you know they they fell out. I mean I I still think he um, Russell Russell Wilson throws one of the best deep balls in the game. Okay, you, arm you, talent you though, arm throw, talent, arm talent. Because I mean I'd, I'd I mean they got they probably got, jo- Josh Allen's up there too. Oof! So you're gonna go Josh Allen over <laughs> the young man in San Diego, or should I say L A. As yes, far as the Chargers, LA. Chargers oh, yeah. Herbert. Yeah, I think her. Oh, well, Herbert had a great year. I just think Josh Allen's. I mean, if you're talking arm talent, I think Josh Allen's arm's stronger. Oh man, okay, that's good, man. We'll we'll leave it. Yeah. We'll leave it there. I will say this though, you know how you know how a couple years ago everybody was waiting for LeBron James in the NBA. They're like, man, where's he gonna sign? What's gonna oh, yeah. happen? I fe- oh, yeah. I feel like we're coming into that off season with the NFL because you know by mm-hmm. all reports the draft. Correct me if I'm wrong. The draft, in terms of quarterbacks, isn't that strong this year. But then you have, you have, you have Brady, you have Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? You have, and you, then you have, oh, yeah. then you have guys who are coming into the last year of their contracts. And so I just feel like this is going to be an interesting offseason in terms of who's lining up where, who's going to be the starting quarterback. Where I mean, I'm not going to put a, a well, so many te- so many teams have questions man oh look at like what's like you bring up the Steelers what I mean how do you replace Big Ben oh my gosh I think we're a few years away I mean Big Ben look what happened the other night last night with uh Jimmy G I yeah. mean not to not to jump to the next subject but the dude didn't play a bad game but he made a bad play that cost them that that likely cost them a trip to the you know what I'm saying to the Super Bowl well, the thing you got to look at too is, what if you can trade for Aaron Rodgers? Mm, 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 I mean, mm, I'm mm. not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate on Jimmy G. You know, I think he's gotten. A, I think he's gotten more negative press than he deserves by far. Yeah, it's brutal, man. By <laughs> far, and it's and it's and it's and it's not right. And it's, you know, it's just oh, they paid him a hundred million dollars. It's like you know what, dude. Don't get mad because the dude, because the dude negotiated a contract. <laughs> Leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's good business skills right it. there, man. That's good business that's skills like, right you there. You know what? He went and played well in certain areas, and they paid for it. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, and and it's like I just. But if you put Aaron Rodgers on that team with that defensive line, I just. Uh, and, and not saying anything negative about Jimmy G, but uh, but I guarantee that team's better. Well, I mean, you look you at know? it. You look at it. The rumor was one of the rumors was that Brady was supposed to go there. Can you imagine Brady on that team? Oh, dude, I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it, it is different, but you just have so many teams, even with quarterbacks, yet they're questioning what's going on. Like, what's going to happen with the Giants? What's going to happen with the Dolphins? What's going to happen with the Texans? So many teams. Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh's at it. Pittsburgh's at a quarterback. Like I don't know where Russell Wilson is with his contract. Is he going to stay? Is he going? Yeah. Like you just you don't even know what the heck's even going on. Man. I mean, it's who's like there's who, so much. Who's who's going to who's going to be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, man? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's so many teams. Exactly. So many. And teams. I think you know what I've I've really liked what the Rams have done 
and and I agree with what they've they've done moving forward is they've pretty much just gotten rid of every single draft pick for players that have that that have produced and that they like and that they know what they're going to get. And you can't really argue with what they're doing because look at where they're at. I mean, they're gelling too. I mean, there was, you know how it was a couple weeks ago. It was just like, oh, is it going to work? Oh, this guy's hurt. Oh, this guy's in protocol. This guy's not in. And then it's like, oh, do you know what's going to happen? And all of a sudden you start to see that selflessness of these players Mm -hmm. and you just start to see team. And all of a sudden now you have a band of proverbial mercenaries coming together to create a really powerful team, dude. And it's, well, it's you know, exciting you know to watch. Who I'm, who I'm happy for on that team too is, is I'm happy for Odell Beckham. No doubt. Because I think that, and, and this fits in and I, and I didn't really even say it, but this fits into the uh, last podcast with a B and everything. This fits into the same scenario is again, we, and we kind of hit on the coaching and what their job is, you know, we talked about kind of transfer portal and coaches moving and all that stuff. The last podcast we, we had kind of put out. And the more and more I thought about it is there needs to be more emphasis and responsibility placed upon the coaching and management staff. And so you have Odell Beckham, who, in my opinion, has been misunderstood, properly managed. I mean, uh, not 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 truly properly understood or properly coached. I mean, it's my job as a coach, as an owner, as a general manager to, to vibe with him, to learn him, to relate, to build a relationship. Yeah. And I think that you have seen that in LA. So and it's like, Oh, there he's a diva and he's drama. And it's like, dude, you know what? No, the dude is a talented athlete that wants the ball because he's good no and doubt. he can help. And so, you have to find a way to steer that passion in a positive manner, and I think they've done that with with McVeigh over there in L.A. No doubt. And I personally believe, and yes, there's responsibility with Antonio Brown, and yes, there's responsibility with Odell Beckham. I get it, but I don't think there's enough responsibility being placed on upper management and coaching staffs. No doubt. Where I, these I, are players, and it's your job to learn them it's your job to relate to them to motivate them to find out who they are to find out how they're wired to find out what they need it's your job to find that out not the other way around 100 percent. what i would add to that is this one of my mentors told me a long time ago he said josiah we never you know he he, he worked within uh, the nfl for for several years he said josiah we never let talent walk out of the door you don't ever let talent just walk out mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened um, in Cleveland with, Both o- those with, with, with yeah, with Odell oh, yeah. and AB. And, and the next thing I'll say is, so not only did they let talent walk out of the door, but the next thing I'll say is coaches more specifically are the architects of the athletic experience for athletes. Coaches are 100 percent. They're the architects. And so what does that what does that entail? Like you said, getting to know the player. Some players are motivated by this. Some players are motivated by that. Some players you can yell at. Some players you got to go and break bread with them and talk to them. And that's your and that is your job as a coach to figure that out. Hundred percent. And that's the tough thing is there are too many people, too many coaches, too many bosses, whatever it is, where you make this structure and they have to fit in this structure or we're done. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Work. Good. You can manage 10% of all of the planet then. Good for you. Yeah. It, yeah. So what do you what do you do with the other 90 that you can't motivate, you can't relate to, you can't get them on board, you can't get them excited, you can't get them to do anything. Exactly. And it's like uh, and and I'm just happy he's found a place that it seems like and I mean everything's cool when you're winning, right? And he's had a great kind of second half of the season. So I'm not going to speak for the guy, but what it seems like is somebody has taken the time to sit down, get to know him a little bit and start building some rapport and some relationship and look at what you're getting out of this guy. No because doubt. right now you can argue or he could find something to complain about with why am I not, why am I not getting the type of t- touches Cooper Cup's getting? Yeah. Why, you know, woo, 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 woo. and it's like, no, he's looks like he's playing more selfless football than he's ever played. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Because, it, it's it's yeah, one because it, they took the time. Yeah, they took the time. They took the time. Yeah. And and to your point, they actually weren't winning in the beginning. Von Miller wasn't on the field. He didn't hit the field. You know, uh, full Shoot, full guns blazing nice when he first spark, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He didn't hit the field full guns blazing when he first got there. Neither did Odell. You know what I'm saying? And they were losing. They went through a spell when they lost a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so they got that under control. And that now you start to see like there's genuine excitement and they're actually contributing at high levels. So, you know, great talking points there, you know, in terms of, you know, what that looks like. But I, I want to go back to the coaches for a second. And you look yeah. at Sean Payton. Sean Payton's built something pretty special there in terms of a culture in New Orleans, in New Orleans yeah. with Drew Brees throughout the different disasters that have, that have happened and the Super Bowl appearances and the Super Bowl would be appearances, um, you know, with the with the with the pass, you don't go down that. pass interference, you, don't go down that one, <laughs> you know, but 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 Sean is retiring. Yeah. Right. Or he's resigning or he's yeah. taking a break. But um, okay. what do you think about Dallas. that, man? I got my thoughts. What do you think about that? <laughs> I mean. Uh, you know what was pretty cool is it was like uh, you know you kind of talk about I was having a conversation with with a buddy the other day of kind of like like the old NF like just the mystique of some of the NFL teams which you kind of get uh, you know like you get with the Steelers in Steel Town and the Packers and the Chiefs you know just kind of like an old you know you get that with the Cowboys and the Niners mm-hmm. you know just kind of like the old storied franchises and it was pretty cool to see him kind of help Drew Brees rebirth his career from San Diego, oh, yeah, the man. shoulder injury and all that stuff. And like what they built there was, you know, through Hurricane Katrina and all these things, it was so special because it's like they were building that. Yeah. I don't want to say it like disappeared, but it was like they had something down there like in new Orleans and it was really special and it was great. It was great to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough. Cause I, as somebody was talking the other day, like, could he be going to Dallas? And it's like, <laughs> you, you know, like sometimes when you've been at a place for a while, it's just, you know what? It's just time to part ways. Yeah. It's just time to be done. And I don't know, maybe that's that for him. But yeah, I do, but I do think the adjustment's tough when Drew Brees retires. Oh, when, <laughs> when, hey, when, hey, when you, hey, when you, when you get, hey, when you're getting ready for game day and you see Drew Brees on the on the TV with Tony Dungy, and and you're like, yo, man, uh, we ain't got Jameis, we ain't got Drew Brees. Uh, how <laughs> yeah. we gonna win this one today? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's tough, man. I mean, it's 
you know, they're and they don't what it feels like to me is they don't necessarily know what they want down there either because they kind of committed to Taysom Hill and gave him a contract. And, and that seems like that was big money too. outside of his desires on offense, not not outside of his desires, but it's like different than what he normally has in the quarterback position, which was, you know, just pure passer, pocket passer. I mean, Taysom Hill, man, that boy's talented. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched a ton of them, but the, well, from what you have seen, it's like, man, that dude could play special teams, return punts, receiver. He could be running back and he throws the ball well. You know, uh, but there is an element where to develop the pocket passing natural quarterback stuff, dude, that takes a little while, man. And did, did, who knows, man, maybe Sean Payton just doesn't want another project. Amen. Maybe he just, you know, you never know. But I'll tell you right now, if if, if Dallas starts ringing you, that's going to be tough to turn old Jerry Jones land down, man. Especially oh, when you go man. over there to Frisco and check out the old campus and <laughs> Frisco, Texas. Shout out, shout out, Frisco, Texas. Hey, so this is these are my thoughts, man. I it 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 looks like, sounds like, feels like a page out of the old Bruce Arians Urban Meyer playbook, man. (laughs) Hey, you know what? We've had some success. I don't know. I I, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see uh, an all-star quarterback in our future. As a matter of fact, I don't see one for the next two, three years. And so I'm going to retire, a.k.a. step away. I'm going to do my little uh, ESPN circuit. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to, you know, get on there, do some TV analyst work, you You know, know, get out there. A couple milli, you know, know, keep the paycheck, get some cake, get some cake rolling through my pockets. You know what I'm saying? And then (laughs) then and if only then does an opportunity arise with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, (laughs) Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I mean, there's going to be some there are some coaches that haven't necessarily uh, been fired, but there are some really desirable jobs on the market right now. Sean Payton might mess around and become, you know, a front yeah. runner for one of those jobs. I think he's going to be back. There's no doubt that I, that he's going to be back. That's my opinion. He's going to be back. He's just taking a little time. And and by the way, let me say this while we're talking about this disappearing act. One of the greatest receivers in NFL history, right? I, I was asking the whole year. I'm like, yo, did he retire? Because I never saw an official retirement. I see him around. Talking, on, yeah. I'm talking about Fitz, you. Know, you know exactly, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, yeah, what, Larry yeah, he didn't even make an announcement, Bruh, Larry Fitzgerald. I think I don't know, man. Like I don't, again, I don't know him personally, but wouldn't that be something if he came back for a contender next year? Wouldn't that be something, yeah. man? Yeah, it would be interesting to kind of see. You know, some guy. You know, they say like, oh. Well, you know, a year out the game and, uh, you know, and you look at a guy like Larry Fitzgerald and, and he's just, he's got so much talent, so much experience. You look at some guys and it's like, it almost might be good for him to take a year off and to just allow his body to, I mean, dude, cause he's been playing for years yeah. and years on years. And it's like, man, uh, uh, you know, and stats speak for themselves and the pro bowls for themselves and all those things that he's doing. It's like, man, sometimes I would, I could make an argument, dude, it might be beneficial for him to kind of just really rejuvenate, get some great treatment, get back in a game and come back fresh. You never even know. Don't even know. Cause man. That, you know, nobody ever said, Oh, Larry just doesn't got it anymore. Yeah. No one said he that. Didn't ever, no. Yeah. So, 
so when you start talking about when you start talking about the NFL playoff games, man, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about uh, you know the, these these last couple of games. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Chiefs game, Chiefs Bengals. I was going for the Chiefs. I was, you know, so much so that the hay was in the barn. You know, the bread was in the oven. Twenty one. I think it was twenty one three. I think I messed around, and took a little nap. You know what I'm saying? And they had the ball at halftime. Oh bro. my goodness! I woke up and I'm like, "Yo, what what just happened? What just happened, man?" Dude. And then you talk it's about me. We, we on the prior podcast we talked about momentum and confidence. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. saw that. We saw that bear out. Hundred percent in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's it one hundred percent. It's tough, man, because man, they played a great first half, and sometimes you come out and it's like, man, what the heck happened? Yeah, and yeah. I and I think at times, I bet you those guys were kind of thinking to themselves, what the heck is happening right now? You know, it's weird. It's like sometimes you just feel you can't get anything going with your offense. The stuff's just not clicking, and they, and they've had a little bit of that lately. Uh, you know, the good thing is, is they got a lot of young talent, too. It's like, I don't think, I think they're going to be a problem for a long time, man. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to uh, you know? being a Steelers fan. I'm not looking forward to, you know you know what I'm saying, the uh, the banter and the back and forth between Joe Burrow uh, and, and our, you know, rebuilding situation. So that, that's that's going to be, that's going to be yeah. something, something to watch out for in the years coming up. And then, obviously, you had the game of the night, man. You had... The Rams and the Niners. I mean, that that you talk about two coaches that really know each other. That was a great game, man. What were your thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm happy for. Uh, I'm really happy for Matt Stafford. You know, I, I think this is kind of like something that for him never thought he'd be here. You know, when he was so good in Detroit, and there's no reason for Detroit to get rid of him, right? And uh, I, I bet, I bet that uh, it felt like almost like a dream when he got traded for. You yeah. know, and then you're go- you're you're going to this powerhouse, and I just man, I, I think that's cool, man, to see all those years where you could you saw him just flat out compete in Detroit, wasn't whining or complaining, get me out of here, you know, just went over there and competed, man, and then is getting an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl, man. I, I think that's really cool, really happy for him. Um, I definitely think that they're going to need to play a more, uh, you know, kind of aggressive game i mean because the Bengals are hot right now i mean they're just playing well and they're making plays when they need to offensively it's just going to be really interesting i think you hit on it though uh, is the coaches know each other really really well yeah well those two those two sometimes that's a huge problem shanahan and and mcveigh know each other very well now when you start talking about the Bengals, i know a little bit more about the the rams than i do the Bengals. I will say this: This is not to you know besmirch or downplay anything that's going on in Cincinnati. I will say this: I have a feeling that if, because when it comes to play call, when it comes to design, when it comes to to you know just calling a game, I I believe that if the players execute, I just believe that the Rams are going to go away in a big time fashion with this with this with this game. And the reason why is because there's something there's something great about new, right? When you when you see something novel, when you see something new for the first time, it's like, oh, okay, oh, all right. You start to be you you you, you can start to see nuance, and you start to to detect things even on a subconscious level when you see something new for the first time. And I think that because of the lack of familiarity that McVeigh has and the Rams have 
with the Bengals, I just feel like he's going to be able to see McVay and that coaching staff are going to be able to see things, the patterns that are going to come to the forefront and they're going to be able to take advantage of that. Unlike him in a Shanahan where it's like, oh man, we're in the same conference. We play each other all the time. They usually show up in this formation running these plays. I just think that if they execute well, I, I don't, I don't see the Bengals even having a chance, man. I see a big, I see the, what's really going to stand out is the Rams defensive line. And I think they're going to be, I think they're going to provide major issues. Yeah. You know, and um, I think, I think that was the key, man. I see. I didn't know that Shanahan and McVay knew each other, you know, and coached and did all that. And it's dude, it's, it's way different when you know a guy's thought process mm-hmm. and, you know, because I don't care what anybody says that plays in a lot to, knowing what they're going to do and, and, and third and short, you know, third, you know, seven to nine, you know, when you start getting into, you know, first downs and second downs and red zones and all these different, you know, that plays a part, man. No and, doubt. and, and I just think that the D line for the Rams is going to be a major issue for Cincinnati, man. Yeah. It's going to be, they just got too many pieces, dude. And yeah. they have a really good secondary. It's just, I, I think it's going to be a tough, I think it's going to be tough for Cincinnati. Yeah. It, Although it, man, I, I, you know, I, I think it's been really special to see that football team resurrect because it's only helpful that that only helps the league, man. No doubt. When you get more and more teams that are this good. But, uh, I mean, dude, they got here and they played good football and they made plays when they weren't supposed to and they made plays uh, on hard downs. Yep. And and they beat good football teams. To in, be critical, in critical moments. In critical moments, yeah. they showed up. Yeah, and it's and so, you know, they. I mean, no matter what anybody says, you know what? They deserve to be there because, they, they, you know, they, they did it and they did well. No doubt, man. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. To finish it up, to finish it up, once again, this is Josiah Igano and Derek Devine on the All Things Performance Podcast. Uh, and we're just talking about current events, you know, and we're going to wrap it up today with uh, how about our, our friends, uh, the Kumars uh, on the East Coast? We had the, there were some uh, parents of young Ayanch Kumar. Uh, and so the story has it that this kid picked up a cell phone. I don't know if it was his mom's or his dad's cell phone. It was- it was mama's. His mom's cell phone. Yeah. He ordered about two grand, seventeen hundred and eighty-six dollars to be exact, worth of uh, goods from Walmart. And these, uh, this family is just minding their own business, and they just start to see boxes show up, like big boxes, small boxes, medium boxes, and they find out that the little kid man had had cleared mama's shopping cart, and things were just showing up at the house. Man, what what do you got on that story, man? Dude, I watched this. I watched it. You sent me this clip. <laughs> you sent me this clip. And that kid's, that kid's running around the house with her cell phone while they're interviewing her. Oh, man. It's I, like this kid is too, lady. Yeah. How in the world does he know what he's doing? Yeah, take the cell phone. Take the cell phone from this kid. Where are we right now? Dude, like, I'm telling you, man. Hey, I tell, I tell my kids, man. I say, listen, I don't trust anybody who's under three feet tall. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? Man, I picked my my girls up from school, and there's like a fifth grader. You know, it's like there's like kindergarten to fifth at their school. 
oh, she's got a cell phone. Cell phone. I said, yeah. yeah, well, just just go ahead and guarantee yourself that ain't your future. Yeah, I hey, yeah. That's, oh, all my friends have cell phones. That's great. You're not all Good. your friends. You know what I'm saying? You don't need Good. one right now. You know what I'm saying? Good for you. Yeah. Oh well, my. I'm gonna goodness. be hot because I get because oh boy, Kumar is gonna have one when he's about five. Oh man, I'm telling you what, man, it's 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 crazy. I'm I'm glad that that Walmart did work with them. I think they said that the associate was laughing. She was laughing, man. You know. I will uh, tell you though, Kumar looked too comfortable with that cell phone. Oh, his too, hands, bro. Hey, hey, too comfortable. These kids, man. These kids these days, man. Scroll up, scroll down, swipe left, swipe right. I'm just like, yo, man. This is it's it's unbelievable, man. How how much time or how how much things have progressed since when we were kids, man. Dude, when it was just you went outside. <laughs> like, like no i mean that's the thing that's crazy it's like go like now it's actually like take a lap kid screen, and get much, some push-ups how much screen time have you had today oh man time? you know uh, no nah, these kids need to get outside man and get some physical education something on, man. man something man so hey man i'm glad that they worked with with uh with the Kumar family because uh, I would have been, I would have been hot. And you know, what was funny is that the, the, the dad thought it was the mom ordering stuff and he starts getting hot. Yeah. Mom thought it was dad ordering stuff. She starts getting hot and little Ion's just sitting there chilling. Just like, man, chilling. listen, I ordered oh, these. Come on so now. Cute. Hey, 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 help me. I am somebody. Hey man, help me get these boxes in mom, dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey man, I look forward to the next one, man. Good talk, man. Some good stuff here. Uh, oh, hope, yeah. hope that you all have a tremendous week. You know, keep God first, you know, and he'll continue to bless you. Um, join All Things Performance Online on the different social media platforms, and we will talk to you soon. God bless you guys. See you guys.